And then again, the Brewers, how great was it again? I can't, I can't reaffirm this enough that they were on television for everyone to watch Fox. It was awesome. I remember back when you were a kid, Rowdy, did you wake up like Saturdays? Would you watch on Fox or whatever? Yeah, they, Obviously, yeah, they had the uh, Saturday Fox yeah. where a lot of times it would be like since the Brewers weren't necessarily good when <laughs> when I was younger or even when you or were when younger, I was younger yeah. it would be like the Cubs versus the Cardinals or the Yankees versus the Red Sox or, or like a matchup that you would actually be like, oh, this is interesting. Not necessarily the Brewers versus the Pirates, but, <laughs> but yes, I remember the Saturday Fox and especially in the summer. Like, I mean, watching on Fox yesterday, it just brought, I don't, for me, for some reason, brought back memories of being able to watch it on TV. And then the broadcast was, uh, when they were talking about the Pirates, especially early on, it, it was funny to hear them kind of reposition themselves every time they would have a sentence about how these Pirates team, they're relying a lot on the future, are relying a lot of these young guys, hoping that the, the young cats could be the ones to bring them to the promised land. It, I'm sure you're watching. I'm sure you noticed. They were just continuing on about, you know, we always talk about this rebuild with the Pirates, but they really believe in this young core right now. But it is kind of true. I mean, when you look at the Pirates and the roster that they're playing with, I mean, Andrew McCutcheon... He's a veteran. He's yeah. been around forever. Like, he was winning MVPs a decade ago. Yeah, when those guys were probably watching him, and like, oh, man, I wish I was Andrew McCutcheon. Yeah, those guys were probably still in high school. Yeah. Maybe even junior high oh, yeah. when Andrew McCutcheon was winning his MVP. <laughs> so, yes, he was one older veteran. And then outside of that, the only other vet you really have is, is Brian Reynolds. Yeah. Other than that, it's a bunch of – honestly, I think the third longest tenured Pirate – is um man if i look at this roster i'm pretty sure it's cabrian hayes and cabrian hayes was brought up i think he made his first debut for the pirates and played his first real full season in 2021 <laughs> so yeah when the guy that's your third longest tenured in the major leagues is like on his thirdish year you're pretty young. Yeah. Oh, but speaking of young guys, how about the young core for the Brewers last night? My God, Bryce Terang, Sal Freelich each uh, hitting three-run dingers in consecutive innings. Uh, you had, what, Weimer getting it done with the bat, too. Uh, you had, what, Yelly and Contreras getting two RBIs. That was that felt good. I don't care what team it was against, but that felt good. Doesn't it? It, it feels good when you have Christian Yelich, who's been pretty hot since the month of May started. He's doing it at the top of the order. Obviously, Wilson Contreras the last couple of months has been swinging the bat much better than he did the first couple of months. He's been hot. But when you look and you look at the bottom of the order and it's been those young guys that have struggled for the most part after the first month of the season, the fact that you had Sal Freelich, Andrew Monasterio, Bryce Terang, and Joey Weimer, all of them having their very first taste of Major League Baseball this season – the fact that they can sit there and they can go nine for 16 at the bottom of the order. Uh, we won't talk about Mark Canna. <laughs> He's just in there. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so like those four guys being the bottom five in your order and them coming up and going nine for 16 with, I mean, nine RBIs. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, that's going to be a great recipe for success when the bottom of your order can do that. Yeah. The Brewers. I mean, watching that game. So you you stuck it out from first pitch till last pitch. Uh, most, of most, of game, most of the game. I um I, I dipped out around I don't know seventh. If I'm being I, I was tuning in. If I'm being honest here, I might have missed the very start of the game because uh, I got home. Uh, I had to take care of some stuff. Aren't you always honest, Rowdy? I I turned golf on, oh, and yeah. I was watching the final golf tournament this year before the FedEx you know championship stuff starts. Had a couple of guys in contention be the first round leader, <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and it was like 4.15, 4.30, and then the eyes started getting heavy. Oh, and the nap. The eyes started getting really heavy, and I remember Webb Simpson was up there, and <laughs> Webb Simpson was about a shot off from where I needed him, and we had him as 80-1 to 1 for a first round leader, and he shanked it far right. Oh, no. And it was going to be a tough up, down for, uh, up and down for uh, par, and I go... Well, I'm effed. And I rolled over and said, I'm going to bed. And I ended up calling it probably like 4.20 in the afternoon. Webb Simpson put you down, Rowdy, huh? Guess what time I woke up? 
6.45. Pretty darn close. Yeah. <laughs> Drooling. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, yeah, the Brewers are on. Turned it on. And that's when <laughs> that's when they started, just after they started their little scoring. <laughs> then I watched the rest of the Then you were in it? Yeah. Because, yeah, I was watching some old recorded past golf tournament for late night golf channel when I woke up. <laughs> Webb Simpson puts you down, Rowdy. You're like, uh, that Shane Capotamus out there. I'm just going to succumb to the cousin of death. Take a little nap here, a little sleepy. But yeah, um, <laughs> that's funny. Did you get, did you get your, uh, your, how's your golf fix? Looking? Unfortunately, Adam Scott was the 50 to one first round leader we had. No, when we left work yesterday, he, he was, was in, he, he was, was in, in first, first place until about four fifteen, And then Russell Henley, uh, drilled an Eagle to surpass him and then didn't look back. Cause he ended up beating Adam Scott by, I think three strokes. He was, he was Russell Henley was the first round leader, but at the time, like I think, um, Scott was in the clubhouse. Russell Henley had like four or five holes left and Webb Simpson was four under and we had him 80 to one to be the oh. first round leader. And then when he shanked, he shanked it, I go, it. It's nap time. Yep. Russell Henley felt like he was the guy that couldn't be denied. And it turned out that, uh, yes, he was the lowest golfer, but yeah, unfortunate that we had two pretty, pretty longer first round leaders that were right in the mix. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what put me out for as long as it did. And then you woke up and the brewers were bashing runs left and right. Um, I just saw an MLB major league baseball's main account just at MLB. There it is. The bashing brewers. And they put up uh, a little, the brewers actually made, that's what I'm saying. Their official account? Yeah, later. I'm going to send it to you. Must have, been a, must have been a pretty uh, low-key night outside of the Milwaukee Brewers. The Bash and Brewers. I just I just DM'd it your way, Rowdy. There's the scoreline, 14-1. Remember when the Brewers in 2018... Nice little picture of guys dapping each other up. ...was the team that won the NL Central in 163 games? Yeah. And it was the team that... Everyone liked the moves they made in the offseason, obviously trading for Christian Yelich and, and signing Lorenzo Cain and, and being a team that they thought that, hey, they could take. Because remember in 2017, it was a really young team with a lot of unknown players, like first full year of Travis Shaw yeah. starting in the big leagues. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. Uh, Orlando Arcia, it was towards, uh, it was his second full season or his first full season in the big leagues. And they're like, oh, we have this kid. He was a top prospect. And there was just some pieces of talent that was young, and they missed the playoffs by one game. And I was like, all right, 2018. Let's go. We could, this could be a playoff team. They acquired Yelich. They acquired uh, Lorenzo Came. Stacking. Could be decent. Well, then all of a sudden they just got red hot, came back, chased the Cubs down. Remember they did a little postseason little Yeah, it was a little vignette, they and were it called. was like, one half second of a brewer, and I, I think it was, it was like half Lorenzo Kane. I don't even think it was. A, I think it was like, but it was a lot of Cubs. It was like, oh yeah, and the, the Cubs got obviously out of the playoffs. They never updated their vignette. They kept flashing the Cubs in the playoffs until they got ousted, and the Brewers still got that. I don't even know if it was. Lorenzo it was like Kane. a half second of like a flash of Lorenzo Kane. Uh, what? Uh, yeah, maybe it was Kane. Well, on this Brewers post, Rowdy uh, MLB on Twitter, the main account. I looked at the reply. Someone says a Brewers post. Are you sick? And I'm <laughs> like, what's wrong? What happened here? Are you? Is I just your intern going sick? back to 2018. It was like everyone was all over the Cubs because remember they won in 2016, and that was supposed to be the start of their you know Rizzo, Bryant, uh, Baez type dynasty. Yeah. And then in 2017, they didn't get it done. 2018, they were in first place for most of the season. Honestly, I think it was a Jesus Aguilar snippet. Now that I think about it. But um, I just remember that the Cubs had to end up playing because they lost game 163, the Colorado Rockies. And remember in 2018 with the Milwaukee Brewers and their challenge fiascos? Yeah, where they were like 21%. Yeah, they were by far the worst team when it came to challenging It was like 28% that they would win challenges. Well, I think the league average was like 48%, which... Makes sense. It's roughly fifty percent. You're going to get it right half the time. Jobbing them. They were just, and it it was like blatant. It would be like, all right, well, the Brewers running to first base. He beats it by half a step. They replay it. He's still out. Yeah. What? Like clearly, we just watched three different angles in like three different slow mos, and he's safe every time. But yet, New York can't get it right. Never. It was a borderline. It was a. It was a hit piece, a hit effort on the Milwaukee Brewers to keep him down. Yeah, it was all, and I swear it was all for the Cubs because yes. I remember it was a playoff. I might still have this on my phone for proof. It was a playoff game, and the Colorado Rockies had to play the Cubs. 
which, LOL, Cubs lost to Colorado. That's why the Brewers play Colorado in the first <laughs> round. But there was a play where they were trying to turn a double play. I believe it was at second base. And the ball was hit to a second baseman. And they're turning it and throwing it to Javi Baez at shortstop. He's on the base. The sec- the guy sliding into second has his foot on the base. You can still see the ball in the air that's not even close to his glove. It's still like five, six feet away from Javi Baez. They called him out on the field, and Colorado challenged. And I remember sitting there watching the game. They still called him out. You can. Yeah. I have the screenshot on my phone yeah. of them calling him out still with him. Like the ball six feet. Now don't Tobias. don't question Rowdy. He never forgets stuff like that. But yes, and uh, then the Cubs still lost. Exactly. Karma. 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 And we're not talking Jen Bielema. Karma. Yep. Brewers back at it today, though, against or tonight against the Pirates. Oh, by the way, your first place, Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah. But hey, how about this? Cubs beat the Reds. The Milwaukee Brewers. They did not win the series against the Washington Nationals, but they did get the win against the Pirates. So in that last four games, they've split two and two. Was hoping maybe for a Cincinnati Cubs split just for the overall uh, long term season. Yeah. Well, the Cubs win, and now the Brewers, who were playing 500 baseball, still find themselves atop the NL Central. By a half game. Cubs are sneaky, though, two and a half out. Yeah, they're extremely hot. But you know who is the hottest team in Major League Baseball? Cubs are second. Cubs are eight and two in their last 10. They are eight and two. But the Kansas City Royals have won six in a row and have won seven out of their te- last ten. You better watch out. Those 35 and 75 Royals are storming. Hey, 29 and, 70, uh, 29 and 75 before that streak. They're only 21 games out of first place. Let's go. Still second worst team in baseball. <laughs> Line one, good morning. Who's this? Place to be my age. They're napping quite a bit. Oh, buddy, I don't know if it's, Charlie, I don't know if it's the age or maybe it's just the alcohol. Oh, yeah. Hey, one second, kid. Line two. Good morning. Who's this? Terry from the North Side. Oh, Terry, I thought about you and Nelly. I was just talking about the story of the Brewers getting oh jobbed against God, the Cubs. I, was, I thought about you, Terry, because you have what your own story. You know, Nelly, there's no question that you what you said was absolutely right. But, you know, in your mind, you see, when you talk to a person who only tells one side of the story, it's like two people who just get divorced. He's got his side. She's got her side. But remember, wasn't it Game 3 in Wrigley last year where the Cubs guy was safe by, what, three steps? Terry loves the story. And they called New York, and they still called him out. Well, Terry, I think we can agree on this. It was Game 3 on opening day. I think we can agree on this. New York, the reviewing process in Major League Baseball is awful. Sucks, Terry. It might even be worse than the NFL. It's terrible, Terry. What I don't understand is what they're looking at, and do they have the same looks? You think they have, have more looks? Yeah, they, they, they have they'd more have to looks. have more. If, if, at the very, excuse me, at the very least, it's the same. There's no way they have less. Yeah, they they either have the same I have or more. I can't believe that people are that stupid. Terry, 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 think about this. Think about this. How in the world can we get these high-definition pictures from Mars, yet we can't get a call right on Earth in baseball? You know, it just blows my mind on, on some of this stuff. You know, and when the NFL defined what a catch was, that's when I knew everything was going to go to hell. Yeah. You know, after the Michael Irvin play, when they defined a catch, and then they had to turn around and change it back. No, congratulations for your Brewers being in first place. But you know what? Hey, Terry, your Cubs are storming, though. What are we, uh, what are we thinking? What's the uh, two and a half games out of first place at the NL Central? What I, are don't you thinking of ha- I don't know if they have the pitching to hang in there for the whole end. And obviously they can't keep hitting like that. They made a couple of good moves at the, at the deadline. I still think they're a year away. But whoever wins that division is one and done anyway, or two and done, whatever the hell it is. I understand the Brewers are only three or four games away from getting home field or getting a first round buy or something like that. Yeah, Terry, uh, the, NL Central, you know the NL Central, not the It don't the matter who wins it. It don't matter who wins it. They're done. They're done right off the bat. Hey, watch a team get hot when they need to, Terry. Like the Brewers come, you know. No, this weekend, which I'm going to two of the three games, this weekend will prove to me how good the Cubs are when they play the Milwaukee Braves. Oh, yeah. Well, Brewers just got tuned up by the Braves. You better be careful with those Braves when they come to Wrigley. And and they're at home in front of a sellout crowd. 
this will tell me how good they are. It really will. But the Cubs starting rotation can't even compete with Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta, it, Atlanta needs a closer, and the Cubs need a lot. You know, they do. I mean, <laughs> the Cubs got a couple good pitchers, but they're still another year, year and a half away from you what. Know, and maybe I don't know if they can make a wild card or not. I don't know. And if they do, it don't matter anyway because they're not going to go very far against the better teams because they just got too much talent. I don't know, Terry. I kind of like the Cubs' odds tonight against Max Fried. He's coming off of the IL for the first time since early to mid-May, and he's a little bit uh, rusty in his three three or four rehab starts uh, down in the minor leagues, and he's a left-handed pitcher, so uh, we know the Cubs feast on left-handed pitching this year. Yeah, we got a guy pitching tonight. He's got an ERA. We over four. Kyle Hendricks is going tonight. Well, Hendricks is okay. TV was wrong. Because they had it, um, the guy that they picked up from the Yankees. Yeah, the TV's wrong about a lot of things, Terry. That idiot box, yeah. you know. <laughs> hey, Terry, what's up, man? How you been? Catch us up. What's new? High school football starts a week from today. Are you dialed in? You ready? I'm, you know what? I got all my clothes hanging downstairs. They're all shining. They're all brightened up. Of course, there's a scrimmage this, um, this a week from today. Then the season starts. And, guys, I want to say this. People, you have a chance. Get out and support your high school team. You know, for the price of a hot dog at a Wisconsin game, you can take a family of 15 <laughs> and go watch these kids play ball. That's a good, that's a good the, point, Terry. And watch the greatest officials in the world. <laughs> yeah, the king of the north, Terry. Hey, I bring my hose. Every time I come out, I bring my guys with me. I know. But you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll say this to you, boy. I mean it when I say this. There's nothing more exciting than high school football. But, Evo, I do want to talk about one thing real quick. Yeah, please. Yesterday, you had a caller. And he talked about, the, you guys talked about the Big Ten going to 20, 20 teams. Potentially, yes. And if that does happen, which I hope it does, I agree with him when he's saying he's going to get all these great seats and wherever he's sitting in the luxury boxes and watching the Buffalo, whoever the hell they are. Think about Johnny, yeah. You know, these, these games for a check, Evo, I'm sorry. I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. I know this is why these coaches are going to get so damn many wins. You know, our former two coaches here at Wisconsin lived on cupcake games. <laughs> they did. That's why their records are so good. What was, their, what was their record above, above good, good teams? I'm, I don't know the time I had. I have to go look. But it's the Buffalo Bulls, September 2nd. The Bulls. And they're blue. Okay, well, they're blue. I'm glad, it's got, I'm glad it's got four letters in it. That makes me feel <laughs> whatever the heck it is. That makes me feel better. Yeah. The Buffalo hey, man, All you got to do is change the U to an I, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The logo's different, but yes. <laughs> I mean, don't you guys, listen, I know you guys are going to be out there. You're going to be partying. And isn't the best part of your day probably sitting outside drinking beer? Best part of my day besides talking with you, Terry, is yes, out there drinking beer. You're correct. I mean, it, it, you know, again, I don't, I understand when they do it. I don't like it. That's why I gave up my season tickets for a long time. Hey, just coming down to the red zone. Party the boys, Terry. I'll buy you a beer. Yeah, Shout that's out. what I'm going to do. Of course, I work every Saturday. That's my problem. I, I can't be drinking and show up kind of half blistered. You know what I mean? Ah, that's never stopped you before. Come on, Terry. Right. Yeah, that's what you were saying about Charlie yesterday. Nelson said he had beer in his belly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was good. Terry, we I love you, man. Good. Don't be a stranger, okay? It's always a pleasure to hear from you. Yeah, hey, I didn't rip anybody today, so I, you know, I'm, I'm in a Yeah, you must mood. be in a really good mood. Yep, so hey, Evo, tell, tell your wife I said hi. Will do. Nelson, you have a wonderful weekend. Gentlemen, take care. Go Terry, Cubs. much Bye. love. You See you, buddy. Terry. Oh, there he is, our guy Terry, the king of the north. Hell yeah. Yeah, he didn't, have, he didn't uh, come after anybody. Besides, I guess, cupcake schedules in college well, The ball. reason why a lot of those teams agree to it. They get paid. Wisconsin gets a warm up for the first week yeah. or two, or two out of the first three weeks. And Buffalo and, a couple billion. Yeah, that helps keep the Buffalo program and athletics afloat. It's a scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So I get it, but I'm with Terry. You hate watching it over. It, when you have three cupcakes, boom, 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 like the SEC when they play like Georgia Southern. And they have some at the end of the And then they have too. Chattanooga, yeah. and then they play some other. Like Dog Creek, you. <laughs> And then, RJ, I know something near and dear to a lot of uh, your hearts and our hearts, obviously, and Wisconsin yeah. fans' hearts, the Rose Bowl. What was going on with the Rose Bowl you were talking about yesterday? In our well, I just saw somebody pose the question, and, like, I didn't think about it until I saw that. Who's going to be the other conference now 
in the Rose Bowl when it's not a national championship or semifinal game? The Mountain West. <laughs> Does that just you don't want to see you don't want to see the big the rivalry West. of uh, Utah State and Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl? I mean, they should have beat Wisconsin and Madison, and the, then we had Gary the Gary uh, Anderson, Anderson Bowl. Yeah, we'll call it the, instead of the Rose Bowl, it'll be the Gary <laughs> Anderson, Anderson Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, hey, the Rose he, Bowl presented by Gary Anderson. He was in the Mountain West. He no, let's not forget he was also part of the Pac-12. Yeah, there was oh, a yeah. there was a stint in Oregon State. RJ, Oregon is this just State. as Rowdy and you got into an argument? Uh, I don't know about a year ago over this. Is this is more reason that the Rose Bowl people care less and less about it every year? As now there's, we're left hanging in the balance of what's going to happen. Yeah, they'll still play the game at the same time. <laughs> every every time. It still matters to me, because, damn it. Because nothing sets in like the sunset at the Rose Bowl and watching the. Hey, you can still use the, the Rose go. Bowl as a venue for the college football playoff. Hey, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, when you guys got into that argument about Rose, who, like how much the Rose Bowl matters, I was very entertained that day. Here's I think, it's, I think it's spoiled over in the two days. It's because yeah. it's because go, some baby. of these people still see the Rowdy. Rose Bowl as they remember the 1993 Rose Bowl as our sports director, Zach Heilprin. I still see Boomers doing. wearing that shirt around. Yeah. You're going to buy you one were, of those. What you are you talking remember about? the back-to-back yeah. so. Rose Bowls in 99 and 2000. Only school in Big Ten history to win back-to-back. But here's the thing about the Rose Bowl. If you play it in the Rose Bowl, the true Rose Bowl, not the site for one of the college football playoff games that is ever rotating, that meant you had a shot at winning a national title if you got Mm -hmm. voted in by the writers. If you play in the Rose Bowl every single year, only half the time you're actually playing for a championship. Yeah, but... Still, it doesn't mean as much. Your, your, Come on, boys, let's your go. Your goal can still be making to the Rose Bowl because if you win the Big Ten, can we change the goal to winning it? Because I've seen a lot of losses it, lately. It will happen. Uh, because cool. if you cook, RJ, if cook. you if your goal is to make it to the Rose Bowl, now chances are you're not going to be there because you win the Big Ten. You're going to be playing in the college football playoff. If your goal is to make the Rose Bowl, you're kind of a loser. No, but if your goal is to make the Rose Bowl, chances are you're not ending up at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> Rowdy? Just make your freaking goal be a national champion because then you you might make it to the Rose Bowl or at least play in the venue. It's like, and then, you know, have you ever heard the, the saying, you know what, we're going to shoot for the moon and if we miss RJ, we're going to land amongst the stars? And you know who says that? Flipping losers. <laughs> hey. Because they land in the stars as they miss the moon every year. Is well, Ro- then if is- we land in the stars, we'll play at the Rose Bowl because it's mm. secondary. Yeah, well. Is playing in the Rose Bowl good? Reach for the stars. Is playing in the Rose Bowl good? Yeah. I'll, hey. You make money there. Show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. Okay. Do you know that the moon is made of cheese, and if we do hit the moon, we're going to get that cheddar? There's, because there's... we're going to be in the college football we're gonna playoff. We're going to be that's playing I, for a that's national... That's legit what no, I just said. Let's go. Yes. That is legit what I just you said. You bypassed the Rose Bowl. The no. Rose Bowl's like the Outback Bowl 10 years ago. I love this. This is awesome. <laughs> I did no, this for I a take reason. That, back. that was disrespectful. No, 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 that was disrespectful to the Rose Bowl. They're not the Outback Bowl from 10, 15 years ago. They're the Capital One. Oh, uh, it's back to being called the Citrus Bowl now. You gonna let him? You gonna let him disparage dude, the Rose Bowl like that? Dude, legit, just agreed with me and doesn't know it. No, <laughs> you you keep saying goal is the Rose Bowl. No, the goal is a natty title, and that's why Luke Fickle was hired. I didn't say the goal is the Rose Bowl. I said if your goal is the Rose Bowl. That means you've won the Big Ten, and you're probably not playing That's in the not Rose true. Bowl. That's not true anymore. Yes, it is. If you win the Big Ten, you're hopefully playing in the college football playoff. That's, what what, have, that's what I'm saying. If your goal is the Rose Bowl. What have I done? If your goal is the Rose Bowl. Yeah, but the, you can play in the Rose Bowl and not be a Big Ten champ. Ask the right. Badgers. They've done it multiple times, <laughs> and then they lose. But if your goal is the Rose Bowl, you've won the Big Ten, most likely. Not every time. Right, but most likely. If you win the Big Ten every time, you're going to be right there on the college football playoff. You've clearly never worked for a Big Ten football team. Now? (laughs) Now you guys are going to fight each other. You clearly haven't played enough college football 2014 (laughs) dynasty mode. Uh, I would have. uh, There's a new one coming out soon. Because that would mean I'm going to the Rose Bowl. Because at that point in time, that was still a place you could win the national championship. All right. Now you guys are going to fight each other. And I'll, I'll, I'll go get some roses. You guys fight. Then whoever wins it, I'll give you a bouquet of roses. No, no. You give him roses if he wins. You give yeah. me a big, you know. I'll give you a crown. Crystal trophy. Because that's the natty title. If I win it, 
that means I get the Rose Bowl and a shot at a national championship. Yeah. No, you don't get to play two games. <laughs> no, Rowdy, no. See, I love Technically, this. Technically, in uh, See, the college you football playoff, too much, you do play two games. You have you have too much memories of the 90s. Memories. He's got a lot of member berries, is what you're saying, Rowdy? Yeah, he's remembering all the historic, all of the... Yeah, I remember. All of the cool oh, early moments of Wisconsin football. Yeah, they Listen, were cool. That that was, but that was the past. This is now. There's this, nothing cooler than seeing an old boomer wear a Rose Bowl shirt from the '90s with his Levi jeans I and his saw, New Balance shoes. There's nothing cooler than seeing that shirt. But you know what else would be cooler to see Wisconsin national championship winners. 2023. Like the nostalgia of the nineties and the Rose Bowls for the Wisconsin Badgers. Yeah, that's that's all time because Wisconsin hasn't ever won a national title. But what I'm getting at is that's that's old. That's they haven't claimed theirs. This this is the now. No, we claimed it on the show. This is the now. (laughs) Like the the Rose Bowl just isn't coveted as much because there's a thing called the college football playoffs where you enter to win a national title. RJ, any, any retort before you go to break? 1942, we won the uh, national championship. Yeah, we claimed that on the show. Yeah. Yeah, we claimed that. That's ours. It is. National, <sighs> national champs. Was it, good to, was it good to re-spark that debate again? I, yeah. I enjoyed it. I know you did. It's one of my favorite arguments you guys always have. <laughs> I don't like playing for second <laughs> and third place. If I, play, if I like playing for second or third place, I would have been, like, signing up to go to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey. Don't co co champs. They got, they got rings, rings for they it. got rings for that. And and their GPA and it talked about having game day on the ring. Yeah, and their total GPA, their collective GPA. Jesus. Wait, the team GPA or just their individual team team, team GPA? Team. It was like was it a three point? Uh, yeah, it was. It was one of those where you looked at it and you go, that hey, great. <laughs> it would have been funnier if they had individual GPAs. Then we <laughs> really would have found your own out. GPA yeah. on the ring. Why does this? Why does it say one point eight? I was eligible. Son, you you barely scraped by. Okay, you're yeah, the one that brought yeah. the average down. Wait, let, me, let me see that. Let me see that championship ring. How come it says your uh, what's, GPA what's, was one point three? Yeah. What's a two point one on there for? GPA. Yeah. I got something that's you know, some pressing matters, boys. It's urgent, urgent, emergency, urgent that I get some winning bets. Who better else to ask about it, talk about it, than our gambler of the stars, pregame.com. Winners take as well, though. Great podcast. Mr. Essler, Dave Essler. Good morning, David. Good morning, Evo. How are you? Um, you, you, you get, are, are you this excited the other four days of the week? Or? He's not. No, literally Friday is my favorite day, Dave, only because I get to talk to you. Then once I hang up the phone, I get back to a deep, dark depression. I'm, I'm, my instinctive reaction would cause you to hit that button on the left. <laughs> well, Dave, you know I'm so excited to talk to you. Well, A, because, you know, you're a great man. But also, I am absolutely, because of you, in fuego in the WNBA. I'm up to what now, Rowdy? 6-0? 6-0. and Six and oh. six straight weeks. <laughs> oh, David. All because of you, I'm 6-0. and And that wall is getting fatter of the WNBA. Yeah! Yeah! That's why I'm excited. I'm in. I don't know that I would get that excited because that's not that's 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 not sustainable, and you know that. So, Dave, you know, if, it if, is sustainable. That's <laughs> not sustainable. Um, what do you mean, Dave? Well, okay, Are you trying then, to bring me down? I'm six and zero. Um, I've never well, lost. Then stop right. You should quit right now. I know. I get that. Um, that you've made like what seventy two bucks, Rowdy. Uh, I think it was around seventy-seven, seventy-eight. Yeah, yeah right in there. Don't shortchange me that five. Uh, that, that changes. That changes everything. <laughs> I could buy a couple of shots. Uh, of, that is life-changing money. I could buy a cherry bomb out on the golf course, Dave. It's life-changing. Yeah, it's it's life-changing for me. I don't know about you wealthy guys in Wisconsin. <laughs> I know RJ, especially RJ. RJ sleeps late, comes in when he feels like it. I mean, that's true. Yeah, it is true. He's got the life. Yeah. Dave. Well, what if what if. Uh, you, do we do have to start with W? No, I wanted to save it to the end. Our bread and butter. Give me some Major League Baseball, my friend. Um, boy, it's difficult now. I look at the. I was looking at the Reds and and, and Washington game, and Graham Ashcraft is almost minus two hundred. I mean, that can't be. Uh, I I know he's righted the ship a little bit lately, but with that Cincinnati bullpen, um, I don't think so. I'm gonna. I'm going to take the Nationals team total 
to go over. Uh, it's probably five. But that, I don't, I, Ashcraft is ready to ship a lot, but not to the point of being minus 200. And I could say the same thing about Cleveland and the White Sox. Logan Allen is minus 160, and I, uh, he shouldn't be. I look at, look at, you know, yeah, he pitched pretty good recently, but yeah, he had three straight shutouts. He can't pitch much better, but that was over Oakland, Kansas City, and Pittsburgh. And uh, Kansas City then beat him up for five runs, and, and the White Sox just beat him up for five runs. And normally I would think that he makes the adjustments, but this will be the fourth time he's pitched against the White Sox, and I think the adjustments have already been made. So I like the White Sox on the run line. And I also like the Seattle Mariners. Ooh. Oh. Hey, how about, hey, Rowdy took them yeah. yesterday, and he got a nice little win with that grand salami. Yeah, well, they're not going to – they won't need all that tonight. But when I bet, the games don't have that much drama, one way or the other. <laughs> um, but, you know, I mean, Castillo's got a whip of 1.02 on the season, uh, and his record is 10-12, and 12, so he's had, like, no run support. Um, and the Angels took him to the woodshed back in June. Um, but the back end of the Mariners bullpen has been pretty elite. And we, and we know the Angels hasn't. They regressed last night. They've been regressing. So I like the Seattle Mariners tonight as well. Rowdy, you give any blessings on that with your uh, winner's no, take? No strong opinion. I'm just... Uh... I think that that Angels-Mariners game could be pretty low scoring just in general, just because Detmers doesn't have a great record, but his numbers actually continue to go down as he pitches decently well. Hey, Dave. Fair enough. But yeah, fair enough. But I, I got – Seattle has a huge bullpen advantage. I mean, you have to go there. Dave, tell me fair. you bet on preseason game number one, the Hall of Fame game last night. <laughs> no, I didn't, but I had a lot of people – um, I had a lot of people asking me what to do, and I'm like, if you want to be a degenerate, take. I would bet the first half over, which would have won. But I don't. I mean, I can't get into it. I mean, it's Callan Mond against what's his name for the Jets? The Zach Wilson, the Milf Hunter. Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can't really get into that. I mean, and, and the game had 22 penalties. The Jets had 188 yards. There were, you know, I mean, how can I get excited about that? And how can I actually handicap that? You can't. It's football, Dave. And you get Aaron Rodgers everybody, on the screen once in a while. And everybody and their brother had the Jets. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I didn't want to start my. I didn't want to start my NFL season. I had a good one last year. I didn't want to start it with a loss on a stupid BS. Hey. Hall of Fame game. Hey, yep. now, mister. Good call. Will you do other preseason games, though? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I mean, I think preseason is easier to beat than the regular season because the coaches tell you who's playing, who's not playing, how long they're going to play. And, uh, you know, you'll get those games where you'll see the, um, I don't know, who's a really bad team. Is that the Essler like, tip of the day? You? Listen to the coaches if you want to bet on preseason games? Yeah, I mean, go on the website and read the press things and whatnot or follow them on Twitter because they tell you who's going to play and for how long and what they want to work on. And, you know, it's and, and you know, sometimes you'll get like a a really bad team, the Colts, I mean, our last year, but they'll be playing like the 49ers and the Colts will be favored by two and a half. Well, you know the Colts are going to win just the fact that they're favored. Because they're playing everybody, and the 49ers are playing nobody. All right, All right Dave, it's time. It's time. But you always, but you always lay the money line yeah. because um, so many of those games are um, one point or two point games because they don't want overtime. So never lay two points. Dave. One maybe, but never two. Yeah. Follow Dave on Twitter, uh, Dave underscore Essler. We'll winners take this is awesome podcast with Rowdy. Also uh, pregame dot com. Dave, it's time. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more WNBA bets. Give it to me, baby. I'm letting it ride. Six and zero, almost eighty bucks. I'm letting it ride. All right. Well, if I have to, you, yep, I would it is take. required. It is required. Cool. I think is it in my contract? Uh, I can drum them up. Um, I'm sure. Uh, fair enough. Um, you might need approval, but I'll take I'll take Chicago and Dallas under 164 and a half points. <laughs> 
All right, so Chicago Sky, the Dallas Wings, under how many points? 164 and a half. 164 and a half. Rowdy, confirmed? Yep. Rowdy's my my man for this. (laughs) I'm letting it ride, David. Let's go under, baby. 164 and a half, the Sky, the Wings. I've never felt better about a game than till right now, Dave, with your blessing. Mm. Well, I I don't want you to, to have your heart explode on this between now and 7 p.m. your time when that game starts. So just take it easy. Relax. I feel like a, I feel like a, cri- a kid right before opening presents keep, keep, you know, on Christmas keep, Day. Keep, keep, keep the ice water in your veins. Ah, it's hard for me, Dave. I'm getting giddy. I'm getting giddy. Hey, how's the uh, golf picks looking for you? Um, not bad. I, I didn't play great Wednesday, but I rallied towards the end because there was this one guy that was going to beat me, and he never has. So I had to kind of bear down for the last three holes, and I ended up beating him by one. But it yeah, was boy. very laissez-faire. Very laissez-faire. I thought Savoie Fair was everywhere. No, that's everywhere but on the golf course. On the golf course. On the golf course. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no rules. Who said that? Savoir Fair is everywhere. What? That was an old That's cartoon. cartoon. <sighs> Do you know who that was, Dave? Oh, I remember that. That was that little Spanish guy. It was a little cartoon from the back. Savoir Fair yeah. is everywhere. Who the hell said that? Yeah, okay. it's a, it's a, I remember that vaguely. It's a, uh, I don't even know how to spell Spanish it. Is that guy. underdog? No. <laughs> Come on, Dave. How do you not know this? It's from Klondike, Klondike Cat. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's, <laughs> That's the, the one. Going by cat. CBS back in the Savoir day. Savoir Fair yeah. was a French mouse. <laughs> hey, you know you're you're uh, you're you're really showing your age there now because I just looked and that was uh, first aired in 1964 and lasted two seasons. I've never so. seen. I've never seen it. The only reason I know that when I was a kid, my dad always yeah. would say that Savoir Fair is everywhere. I look like what the hell are you talking what about? What are you talking about? And then classic Midwestern dad is say. What do you got to leave somewhere? He goes, you ready to rock and roll, rock and rollers? Let's go. Well, it's about that time. Dave, it is about that time. (laughs) (laughs) We love you, Dave. We love you, man. I hope you have a great weekend. You guys guys have a great weekend as well. We'll talk to you next week. Dave, smooches. (laughs) Savoir Fair is everywhere. (laughs) See you, buddy. Love you, love you, buddy. Yes, 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 yes. Bye. And I love his WNBA picks. (laughs) New winner's take. It is from Underdog. Is it Underdog? It was an insert cartoon for Underdog and Tennessee Tuxedo. I've never even seen it. All I know is my dad used to say it all the time, Savoir Fair is everywhere. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? College athletics. Intriguing, to say the least, with all these uh, comings and goings of who's going to stay in a conference, who's trying to get out, who's trying to keep people in. Well, there was uh, a report out there. What was it, Rowdy? Uh, two Nicole teams? Arbach from The Athletic had tweeted out an article saying that well, hey, one second. The, uh, the Big Ten offered two schools, what was it, around $30 million? And it was... Washington and Oregon. Washington and Oregon. And we thought things were going to break apart here. And then, I know you say your piece, right? Nicole Arbach out of uh, The Athletic had written a story about how, according to multiple sources, this might not be actually happening as the Pac-12 might try to stay together. And um, this was last night in the wee hours or the wee hours of the morning, right? People getting cold feet. Now, Brett McMurphy tweets out here. This is less than 20 minutes ago because remember the Arbach story came out at this point, probably 45 ish minutes ago. Sure. At last minute, Pac 12 may stay together and sign a grant of rights. After Monday's media rights offer, Pac 12 held multiple Zoom meetings this week. Arizona's Bobby Robbins appeared fully committed to the Pac 12 so much that one participant in the meeting said, quote, If Arizona leaves, he should win an Oscar. Well, Rowdy, this just popped up in my timeline 50 minutes ago. Oregon will accept an invitation to the Big Ten if it is offered. I just saw that pop up. What the hell's going on around here? Pets' heads are falling off. Yeah, it seems like um, the Pac-12 and its teams had a late-night Zoom conference where all hands were on deck trying to save their conference or figure out what they can do as it seems like some of those rumors about uh, originally Florida State, Clemson, Washington, Oregon heading to the Big Ten might have had some legs to them. They're trying to save their own ass before they become 
the Mountain West plus the Pac-3. <laughs> College sports right now are is nutty with all this. And, you know, Arizona, a mid-final steps to join the Big 12. And then um, what Florida State, they're trying to get the hell out of, you know, and do something. And they got people from North Carolina, the athletic director, saying, dude, stop barking about this. It's not a good look for anybody. So I don't know. It, at the end of the day, it's all about the money. Doesn't it feel like, though, the Pac-12, no good for the, ACC for- the Big 12... And the ACC are dying. Oh, yeah. What it, is it? Uh, well, SEC and Big Ten are growing. Yeah. What is that from? Um, They're growing bigger Shaw and more Shake powerful. Redemption. If you're not getting busy living, you're, you're getting, getting busy, busy dying. dying. I think the ACC, the Big 12, and the Pac-12, if they don't figure something out... Like, they're clearly the conferences of the Power Five that are dying. Yeah. And the Big Ten and the SEC are growing. Well, it's just a matter of time before it's, like, literally just two conferences that battle each other, well, the Big Ten and the SEC. It's going to be interesting because you do have the Mountain West, which the Mountain West, by the way, has a little niche audience. Oh, oh yeah. And you know what I think is actually driving some of the niche audience to the Mountain West? Gambling. Betting. <laughs> yeah, the Mountain oh, yeah. West, they have their own little network. It's the Mountain West Network. You know how I know that? Because the Mountain West is one of the only you know, I know Power Five conferences <laughs> that likes to play on Fridays, uh, Friday nights in basketball. Yeah. Outside of like the Ivy League. So you know who you're looking to bet on Friday nights if you're betting college basketball? Probably Mountain West because you've heard more about those teams than the Ivy League. Y- y- yes. Like, that's how they've carved their little niche. Look at football with the Mac. The Mac, you would think, oh, that's the little Mid American Conference. It's it's the people love Midwest fly. Yeah, but they developed offense, no defense. They play on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, and people don't have their football fix on Tuesday or Wednesday. And the, guess what? Maction. They're gonna bet it. They love the action. Yeah. Again, what's it go down to? Money, cash, cash was everything but, around me. Green. But think about how these little conferences have kind of found their niche because that's what they had to do to survive. I feel like the ACC, the Big Twelve, the Pac Twelve, they literally just lived off of. Well, we're at Florida State. Well, we're Clemson. Well, we're USC. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they didn't really evolve like the Big Ten. And they didn't have as good of football as the SEC. They don't have as passionate of a fan base as the SEC does in, in, you know, like football country. Like, what do people in Alabama actually do outside of root for Auburn or Alabama? Kiss their cousins. Like, they don't have a whole lot going on down there. No. And that's why the SEC is strong. Plus, they have some of the best players. Like, all these other conferences are fading. And... Some of the some of the conferences that were actually out ahead of this were the Mountain West, were the Max. Hell, even the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, has done well going and getting teams on the East Coast and grabbing teams kind of in that Southwest Texas-ish area. Like they've done a decent job. These other three just feel like they're falling apart. It almost feels like the leftovers of the Pac-12 and the Big 12 will probably end up merging with the Mountain West at this point if they don't get offers from like a Big 10 or an SEC. Yeah, there's so many conferences splintering and the factions growing and why? Because they get more money if they go like Big 10, you get so much more money than if you're in the Pac-12. And I'm actually kind of curious to see what a team like Notre Dame does cuz Notre Dame stayed independent for the longest time until they kind of joined up half-heartedly joined up with the ACC for football. Yeah. Well, I know it's because they could make a ton of money. They had NBC used to joke around and say it was a Notre Dame broadcasting company. <laughs> like, and they were a huge brand, but they were a huge brand in the twenties. They were a huge brand in the fifties, the seventies, the eighties, and in the nineties. Yeah. I'd even give them into the early two thousands with Charlie Weiss and Brady Quinn. But let's be honest. I feel like personally, there's not as many, or at least they're not as vocal or, or as out there as much as they used to be as Notre Dame was, especially in the, 70s, 80s, 90s, when they started putting them on, you know, like your NBCs and stuff of the world. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Can they? Is it still really that profitable for a team like Notre Dame to still be on NBC and to still be independent when you can have a team like um, Rutgers join the Big Ten and make 50, you'd 60 think, million dollars a year? You think eventually they see that price tag and be like, we want in on that. Well, I think eventually NBC would say, well, what are we actually getting for viewership with Notre Dame? 
Yeah, that, that's also because, true, too. Because remember, they made it to, to watch it on their app? Like well, think about, ago? I know they're independent, so they can schedule whatever they want. And technically, as of right now, with these conferences, everyone plays like three non-conference games. So you could still schedule out where it's like, hey, we can still go find Michigan. We'll play for our trophy. We'll go find Boston College and play for that trophy. We'll find uh, the USC because they play everyone for a trophy. Hell, even when they played Wisconsin in the Shamrock series, wasn't it probably like a Shamrock trophy? Yeah, there was something up for grabs, I remember. God, that game. But yeah, that like, game. are they really, if if these conferences really do splinter, I just, and they continue to add, it's like, do you, I don't know how it's going to work for an independent like Notre Dame. It feels like at some point they're going to have well, to join like a conference. they're brand though, you know, but it's, I mean, they are a brand, aren't they? Yeah, they are. But I feel like it's a brand that's like, been shrinking since 1990. And then you 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 probably end up missing out on a bunch of money. Like the Big Ten, you're gonna get what 60 million dollars when you're school in there. That's a lot of money. Hey, speaking of uh, Notre Dame or Wisconsin, I just want to put this out there because we teamed up with someone. And I want you guys to uh, get some cool swag for the new season. I love buying new stuff as the the new season comes around for tailgates, looking cool. Uh, I mean, we always look cool, but. Check this out. I know Rowdy is, uh, was looking at some Notre Dame stuff the other day, and we were checking out Wisconsin gear. Home Field Apparel, uh, they're jumping on with us, and their gear is freaking awesome. It's all like the old school stuff. I mean, how would you describe the Notre Dame stuff you're looking at, Rowdy? It was badass. It was like early 90s looking logos for me. Then you got. Yeah, I would say even some of the ones that I was looking at even from older. Notre Dame were probably like from their heydays, the 70s, 80s, yeah. and 90s. Really cool gear. Wisconsin's got a really cool, a lot of cool stuff. They have over, they have almost have 200 college schools that they've partnered with. Well, I think that's the reason why it is cool. It's because when you were younger, or maybe if you were younger and you were reading books about old times, like the years that have gone by and you see these logos that are pretty cool. Like we, how many times have we talked about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and creamsicles? See, I love those jerseys. Not many people, but yes. I mean, to your point, like there, if you have a niche logo or a niche, you know, Jersey or whatever that you kind of liked home field apparel has probably got it. I mean, they got all the old school stuff. The Notre Dame ones you were looking at were badass. I'm getting a cool Rose Bowl one for the Badgers. Breaking news again. We were talking about this yesterday. Domingo Erman, the guy who threw the uh, perfect game earlier this season. Yeah, this is according to Lindsey Adler of the Wall Street Journal. Well, he checked himself yesterday when we were talking about it. He checked himself into rehab. He must have been partying for a long time after throwing that perfect game. So the backstory was, yeah, he checks himself into rehab with the Yankees' help, but... Remember, he threw the perfect game, and four out of his last six starts have actually been pretty decent. And then I told you that the Rays and the Yankees played, uh, I think it was, was it Tuesday night? Yeah, I think yes, it, was it was Tuesday, Tuesday I think night. That yeah, it was Tuesday, Tuesday night. night. It was MLB Network game. It was Tampa Bay. It was the Yankees, and he was supposed to start. Yep. And I had the game on and I was watching it and last set, literally 20 minutes before coverage or the game starts, they're coming in saying, oh, we're getting word. Domingo Armand has been scratched. They're saying he had like a lat issue. Yeah. And then they brought up a guy from triple a. He threw for four innings, gave up five runs. And then all of a sudden the, in the fourth, fifth inning, Domingo Armand is warming up. He is throwing extremely fast and I'm like there's no way this guy has a lat issue it's not happening there's no and then he ended up pitching the rest of the game which was the last five innings the Yankees lost but yeah and it was weird and then we talked about how the next day because that would attract Wednesday checked himself into rehab there are now more details from the Domingo Herman altercation with the Yankees clubhouse oh there's an altercation yeah so He's hammered drunk trying to fight everyone. This sounds like this was Monday into Tuesday. Oh, this is going to be good. The next afternoon, Erman arrived at the ballpark, appeared intoxicated. Yes, let's go. According to multiple people who interacted with him that afternoon, he entered the clubhouse and argued with teammates. Listen here, guy. He flipped at least one couch yes. while teammates and staff tried to get him to calm down. Yes. During the outburst, Erman verbally lashed out at Aaron Boone, the manager, Yes, along with others, Boone declined to comment on his interactions with Erman on Tuesday. Quote, the team, in an effort to get Erman to contain the situation, briefly sent him into a sauna in a, an to attempt sweat out the to booze. sweat out the alcohol, yes! according yes! to people who were present. 
Eventually, Herman was held in the team's nap room while his teammates prepared for Tuesday night's game. What? Team security was stationed outside of the room while Herman recuperated. It's unclear what time Herman left the ballpark, they told but the Yankees worked the MLBPA to get an assistance for him, or yeah, an assistance for him that evening. I told you, he was he pitch. too drunk? Yeah, you said was he too drunk right to away. pitch to start the game? So it took him half the game to sober up and get right. So they threw his ass in the sauna to sweat it out, and then they put him in another room and guarded it to make sure he wouldn't go out to tell him to sleep it off. Didn't start the game, so they had a lat strain. No, no, came out of the bu- with how the he was warming inning. up and how quickly he was throwing those bullets. There was oh. no way he had a lat strain. I can just hear it now. Look here, and for I pitched a perfect game. You can't tell me. Well, to do. I think you have to do your best uh, Spanish impersonation with a huge dip in your lip. Escucha, escucha. I don't know Spanish. I was say you don't know. You can't tell me what to do. And, you can't tell me what to do in Espanol. I told you I bet he was too drunk when he got there because it was so weird. It was literally like 25 minutes before. They're like, hey, Domingo Roman's just scratch, lat. And then fourth inning, he's getting up in the bullpen throwing I'm bullets. You. I'm telling you, dude, perfect, uh, pitching a perfect game changes a man. Per, pitching a perfect game changes a man. And that is your Domingo Herman update. Unbelievable. <laughs> is it? Now, I know it's frowned upon and probably not the best because he checked himself in the rehab, but is it is it bad that... He actually pitched better than the starter. Is it bad that he kind of just moved up a peg in my book for a second? He pitched better than the AAA starter that they brought up as he threw five innings. And uh, I just thought that they used him after he like cursed everyone out and they made him go sweat it out in the sauna and then sleep it off. Honestly, Aaron Boone's probably sitting there going, well... Well, we're in last place anyways. We got blown up in the first four innings. I believe it was the first inning. They put up like five runs on the Yankees. It's like, oh, we got we got blown up. We had this kid eat as many innings as we can. Get this drunk out here and let him throw <laughs> as many innings as possible because we need somebody to eat innings. He's got that perfect amount of like booze still left in him. You know, sometimes when you're like a little hungover, you get that burst of energy. You ever had the, like a burst of energy when you're hungover? Well, you know, you then ever, it hits you again a little. Have later. you ever heard about? Um, That's probably what happened to her mom. People that are like in tornadoes, where if you're sleeping or if you're drunk, you're just relaxed. You're relaxed, yeah. so you don't get hurt yeah. when you get flung hundreds of yards. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's Hermano's flinging his arm. Maybe, really maybe he did. Maybe maybe it wasn't that he was drunk. Maybe just a little drunk. But it really was the lat. But the excess alcohol actually really loosened him up. Maybe it's just me. But when if I'm hungover, like I get like a jolt of energy for a a quick. I wouldn't say a minute. For a little bit, I get this burst. Like I want to do something, be a productive member of society. And then the hangover hits me again a little later. Maybe that was happening to Hermano when he got in. 